up, ladies and gentlemen? How you doing? How you living? Austin Cunningham, Justin Treese, and Dan Kiefer coming to you with another episode of Talking Football. Uh, before we get into anything else, I just want to go ahead and give myself and Mr. Dan Kiefer a round of applause. We need to pat ourselves on the back. Got our first three-game parlay win yesterday. Took half the season. Doesn't even matter, though. We'll take the W. We'd love to see it. Treese, uh, not so much. So, I know you're back-to-back, but uh, it's nice to finally be somewhat on a level with you again in terms of the betting world. I know you're used to winning these type of things, but uh, we're not far behind you anymore. Yeah, you guys had fantastic weeks. I was actually cheering for you guys there. Um, Rough week for me. Literally lost every single NFL bet I made. Um, And, I mean, college I did fine, four and two. But, yeah, it it was rough. So, but happy for you guys. You guys got on, you know, got on the board for the parlays, like you said. And you guys very much caught up. Dan, over over 500 now on your bets on the season. So congrats there, bud. Hey, congratulations. And Austin now officially only two games behind me. Got me sweating bullets. Now I'm like doing extra research here. Yes, I know, Dan, you're only three games Why why, why you got to build it that way? Why can't you just say (laughs) the whole podcast is within three games of each other? I could... I wanted to give it specific shout outs to each person. Oh, okay. Okay. So Jeez, Dan, let me you, have my moment. It felt, it felt kind of backhanded. Asshole. I'm just yeah. saying, you know, here we go. Here, eight and two of the weekend, five and all in college. Yeah, it's fine. Hey, you know what, Trees? I excuse us for forgetting that the world revolves around. Because yeah, sometimes yeah. it's about us. The, yeah, no, the world. No, Austin's <laughs> on my side right now. Yeah. yeah. The world revolves around you, Dan. You're, I you're switched sides wrong. again. You're done. <laughs> God damn. I got hot. I love it. Too close to the sun. Just call me Icarus. <laughs> yeah. All right. Anywho, though, it we got ourselves a heck of a week lined up. We did have ourselves a heck of a weekend uh, in the world of college football and the NFL as well. It was a lot of fun. Um, one thing I wanted to touch up on that I said last week that's just been living rent-free in my mind since the last episode was that I said, you know, I think the Eagles could be anybody by 14. So I think this fourteen point spread for this Thursday night matchup between the Eagles and Houston is just an absolute lock. And then the Eagles only win by 12, and it's just like son of a buck. You know, it is two scores, so I will give myself some props there. But it's just like just when you think you know what's going to happen, just when you think you got it all figured out, here comes Vegas to let you know that you're wrong. And that is just part of life. But we're going to try our luck again here this week. Like I said, we have a lot of fun matchups this weekend. I think last week ended up being a lot more exciting than a lot of us anticipated, especially, you know, with the way that – LSU comes back and beats Alabama. The Georgia-Tennessee game ends up going down as just, you know, a a major loss and kind of a questioning look for Tennessee. Are they the real deal? Are they fake? And then we see, you know, a Texas beat a Kansas State. Kansas gets another win. USC continues to dominate over there in the Pac-12. Utah's trying to find their way back into the mix. And as we just look at the the college landscape right now, I feel like there's still a lot up in the air of what – the college football playoffs going to look like because we just really don't know. And I think that's really exciting this far into the season. Cause I mean, we only have two weeks left into the college football season and then we get those big matchups, excuse me, we'll count this weekend three. So, you know, and then we get to look forward to those matchups of like an Ohio state in Michigan. And honestly, I don't know who's going to win that ball game because it is the JJ McCarthy show right there for the Michigan Wolverines. And when we sit here and we look at Ohio state, Tough matchup against Northwestern. We see C.J. Stroud get more, you know, a career game in terms of on the ground with his legs, not necessarily passing due to the, you know, extreme wind conditions that they were playing in. But again, you know, this long 
preview here into the episode is just I'm really excited where the college football season's heading, especially with us being this involved and, you know, just staying consistent through the show this year in terms of our betting and having fun and all of us being within three games of each other in terms of the betting record that we have right now. I'm excited to head into this week. So, Teresa, let's go ahead and start with you in the college football games. What bets do you have first? Yeah, and right before I dive into that, you mentioned the Ohio State-Michigan game in three weeks. Next week is pure chaos for the Pac-12. So you have USC versus UCLA, Mm -hmm. and you have Utah versus Oregon. Same weekend, probably the same time, honestly. Um, The winners of both of those those games will go to the Pac-12 championship game. So um, it's going to be pure chaos. I could see the college football rankings probably be pretty similar after this week. There's not a ton of like... I don't want to say there's not a lot of people on upset because like it can happen at any point, but like I kind of just don't really see it this weekend. Uh, but like next weekend, Pac-12 is going to just destroy everything. And then, like you said, the week after that, you have Ohio State, Michigan. So it's going to be very interesting to see how this plays out. So actually, I, I'm just going to ask you guys just to see. We haven't talked about this. Let's just say LSU wins out. Okay. They went out and they beat Georgia in the, the SEC championship game. Does the two lost SEC champion get into the college football playoffs? I think you have to. I think like by default, the way the playoffs built, whoever wins the SEC gets in. We've seen it multiple times where you know Alabama and Georgia both get in. So, so I think if you win so the SEC championship, say, I think you get in. And then Georgia as a one loss at large, I think probably comes in as your four seed because they shit stomp Tennessee. So they're gonna stay above them. And Tennessee loses or misses out, even though they kick, they literally curb stomped LSU. By, yeah, but I think then they'll do the. Uh, it, but at what point in the season was that, right? Right. I think that then they'll do the, the you know, you lost early, you know, oh, that's not the team you are now. Look at the growth. This is your best team. Like it's, they can build it however they want to make it look good, but they're not going to have a, yeah, I, they're going to have, in, in, in that scenario, that, they would have, they, they would find a way to get Georgia in. Obviously, yeah, and I think so. But like, I just think that's like that's such a tough look to leave LSU out, or sorry, Tennessee out with only one loss, and they beat that team that has two losses that are getting in. Right, but they could just say that you know, well, Tennessee only has the one loss because they didn't play in the SEC championship. Could you know that's an extra game on schedule. If it's LSU that makes it, you're saying LSU wins the SEC championship game, right? Yeah. So I think that does put them in because I think a lot of people are going to look at LSU and go, okay, this was a Brian Kelly team here that has shown nothing but improvement throughout the year. And you got a, you know, a whole new landscape of the future of LSU with Brian Kelly. But at the same time, it's like, okay, at one point we thought they were down and out. And then here they come to win the SEC. And I think we're, we're also looking at the SEC right now is like, there's kind of some parity there. You know what I mean? It's not just Alabama. So, Georgia won it all last year. Tennessee has a huge year. LSU's on their way back with Brian Kelly. And then we're sitting here still looking at Alabama. I mean, Ole Miss is right there at 11 with one loss as well. Like, could they come through? Like, could we see LSU lose this weekend? Could we see Tennessee take another loss? And all of a sudden, boom, Mississippi and Alabama, I believe they do play this weekend. They take a huge win there. Alabama loses another one. They're out. Actually, I think Alabama might be playing Mississippi State. At Let's the same say, time. Yeah, I was just going to say that, you know, we we have a similar problem up in the Big Ten right now where with Ohio State and Michigan, you know, they're both undefeated teams right now. If let's just say Ohio State loses to Michigan, which I think right now, like 
if you had to guess, you would probably lean Ohio State just because of the track record. But, you know, if Michigan beats Ohio State and Michigan goes on to win the Big Ten, they're undefeated Big Ten champion, they're in, right? But then you have a one-loss Ohio State whose only loss is to the undefeated Big Ten champion, and you have to put them up, and basically you'd have to choose between them and Georgia. Okay, I really think it's going to come down to – That's crazy. Like That would be crazy. Go ahead, Because there's no right answer there, in my opinion. And then I'm on my side of the fence, right? What if what if USC wins out? Right. Their, their, their only loss is a amazing game up in Utah on the road, and it takes a team, a Utah team going for two with you know 30 seconds left when Jordan Addison left that game in the fourth quarter, right? And like he didn't even play the final like three or four drives. Or Oregon. Like Oregon like is the interesting one because they got their ass kicked by by Georgia. And I don't think anybody's gonna forget that. But like USC I think has that argument like man like they're gonna they have one loss by one point on the road against a top you know 15 team. Yep. And I mean one team that I haven't even mentioned is Clemson. Clemson's sitting there with one loss as well. They're dead. That loss against Notre Dame, I mean just I think they're dead. They're all dead. the way to 12. I don't think they're dead. If that, if that, when you if that and you loss happens it, week two, they'd be fine. But I think this late in the season getting shit wrecked like that, you know, there's a difference in losing to a two-point conversion and having the opposing team's offensive coordinator tell everybody, hey, just run, split zone. I'm going down on the sideline and celebrate because that's what why, happened. Like, yeah, why it, I say – sorry, go ahead. Turn that bitch on autopilot and just left. Yeah. Why I say they're dead, Austin, is because they'll – if. They're not going to pass Georgia. They're not going to pass either Ohio State or Michigan. They're not going to pass a one of the big or Pac-12 teams that only has one loss when it's all said and done. Um, then there's the Big 12 situation. Then it's going to be the one-loss Michigan or Ohio State team. Then there's the one-loss Tennessee team. I just don't see them passing any of those. Like that. Leaves, so here's I think like best case is like seven for them by when it's all said and done. I think it's really going to come down to. Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, Tennessee, Oregon, and USC. I think those are going to be the six teams that are right there in a fight. I think Tennessee, TCU, excuse me, chokes at some point. LSU, I just, I think with the two loss, unless they win the ICC championship game, I'm going to assume they're out of it. I think we can say you guys are saying Clemson's dead. I think Alabama's dead. Mississippi, I think might still have a chance. I say USC, but I mean, shit, it might be UCLA too if they win this next weekend. Not this weekend, but the next, right? And yeah, we also can't sleep. And I know that this is a very like one-sided football team, but North Carolina is eight and one, guys. Five and zero in conference play. If they go and they beat Clemson in the conference championship, I don't I mean, think there's any respect to. North no, there's Carolina, not. That's the, like, we don't right? talk about North Carolina in the same vein totally. we do. But at the end of the day, they're going to be a one-loss conference champion that just knocked off Clemson. And honestly, I almost feel the same way about. Is this Michigan and Ohio State is like North Carolina? That almost might sound crazy for a second, but the, I was looking at both of these teams and who they've played this year, and they've really – I mean, especially Michigan. Michigan's really not mm-hmm. been, like, contested Tested. at all, like, this season. Michigan State, State was their biggest test. It's like, And, really? I mean, they beat them 29 to, I think, 10, and it's just, like, still. Like, yeah. Penn State was a close game as well. But, I mean, still, though, it's just – you sit here and you look at it, and it just – there's so much parity right now in college football that it makes it great and we love it. But I think everything's still up for question because these next three weeks is going to tell like everything. And this is almost what makes me excited for the future where they're going to have what, like eight, a six or eight, 18 playoff 
And like, see, I think would this would be perfect. Be the, this this year, year would be perfect for an A team. Yeah, absolutely, Austin. So th- it's technically not starting until 2024, right? Yep. So like we yep. still have one more year of 2004. Yep. I could see people getting so mad this year because certain teams are left out that they do another vote and they change it before next season starts and it's just eight next year. I mean, I wish they would do it this year. Like, just get the freaking sponsor. Like, you're going to get the sponsorships. Who's like, going to say no? I mean, exactly. Especially when we stand and we look at it and it's like, you're telling me that we're going to have to kick out an LSU, a Tennessee, and a TCU or an Oregon, like with the, the way things are setting up right now. You're telling me we're possibly going to have to lose those teams in a college football playoff. I know if the season ended today, TCU is in. But still, it's like, damn, that would be exciting to see a USC versus Georgia, or excuse me, USC versus Ohio State type of matchup with an eight versus two game there. And it's like, uh, yeah, that's going to be a lot of fucking fun. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready for a four-team playoff with four teams from all different conferences. I'm ready yes. for it again. It's been yeah. so long since we've had it. I'm so ready for it. I, uh, I just hate that because, like, I mean, it happened last year, right? Like, Cincinnati makes it, and they just get absolutely obliterated. And they kind of start to figure it out towards the fourth quarter. But Alabama's like, damn, you're done. And then it was the same thing with Michigan, it felt like. It's like, yeah, this moment's just, like, there's just not enough there on offense to compete here. And then you get the national championship game, and we're just like, where the hell is Stetson Bennett been this whole season? Like, we haven't seen him play like that. And then he comes into this year, and boom, Stetson Bennett is just a freaking baller. He goes from a backup, like, eh, you know, thanks to the defense of Georgia, to, hey, this is Stetson Bennett leading the way. Man, I just realized that the Sugar Bowl is probably going to be Tulane against either LSU, Georgia, or Alabama. And I'm really sad about that for the G5. Like, deeply sad about that for the yeah. G5. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, let's say, and I'm not about to sit here and say, like, ooh, Texas is going to make it because they're not. They have three losses. But, like, let's say TCU loses to Texas this weekend. That completely throws any of the Big 12 teams out the window for this college football playoff. Like, there's nobody Perfect. else even close. And you're Perfect. not going to put in a three-loss Texas. Yeah, Exactly. Like at that point, the the committee is praying to God that the Pac-12 does not Pac-12 themselves, and one <laughs> of them just goes and wins it, like without losing. Meaning Utah doesn't fuck it up next weekend. Like that's what would happen. <laughs> like their worst nightmare is Utah beating Oregon, which they normally do. We do have a history of <laughs> like of I mean it, uh... recently, as of as oh, of man. late. So that's all that matters. I think, either, like, let's say if you see if USC wins out, they're in the college football totally. world Same wants USC back, right? That's I fair. Mean, That's totally fair. We've seen US- we've seen Oregon be back, like we've seen Oregon be relevant much more than we have USC. Thousand percent. But I'm saying if either one of those teams win out, they are they're in. Honestly, same with UCLA. I think if any one of those three teams win out. Yeah, we have a Pac-12 in the Man. playoffs. The well, it's going to be impossible arc. to see. You know, one of the three went out. Sorry, what was that? I said it's going to be impossible to see all three went out. Yeah, like, so no, one of the three. I said one of the three. Okay, excuse me. Yeah, yeah it's obviously is impossible for. I mean, they, with it, with, what they need is whoever wins the Pac-12 needs to do so in a run the table fashion. You know what I mean? Yes. You can't have a two or three loss Pac-12 champion. Yep. Yeah, is what, exactly. Is what would, but exactly. all right. Should we get to some bets, guys? We should, Let's get to we some should. bets. Let's run through these. All right. 
does that mean I'm up first, like always, sure boys? Does. Yeah. All right. Okay. All right. Let's start off in the SEC since we were just talking about it. I'm going to take it over. I'm going to take over 48 in the Kentucky Vanderbilt game. I think that's a low number. I think that Kentucky is back into the top 25. They want to keep getting up there. They would love to be around that 15 spot by the end of the season. Vanderbilt, we all know Vanderbilt as like the shitty SEC team, but like they put up points. Like they've put up good amount of numbers. Let's see. They put up 27 against South Carolina. They put up only 14 against Missouri, but that was a little bit of a battle. They put up 28 against Ole Miss. Like, they put up these points. I think that 48 is a low number. I could see Kentucky putting up 35 by themselves. So that literally means only 14 from Vanderbilt is needed. So give me the over on Vandy, Kentucky, over 48. Absolutely. Next up, I'm going to take LSU favored by three versus Arkansas. It's at Arkansas. So LSU kind of getting a three-point favorite there. But at the same time, like this season's dead for Arkansas. LSU's riding high off that win against Alabama. It's an emotional win. But hopefully this is something that kind of just launches them into the rest of the year and just dominating teams, especially since Arkansas lost at home last week to freaking Liberty. Yeah, the same school that Malik Willis went to, and now I don't know who their starting quarterback is. They just beat Arkansas at home in SEC school. LSU's going to take care of business. Yeah, I like that quite a bit. And per usual, I'm going to start with some G5 games. So uh, first game here, I got North Texas as a six-point dog going on the road to UAB. North Texas, folks, can we just talk about that aerial assault led by a 30-year-old man? I don't know if you guys know this, but Austin Yoon, I think A-U-N-E, I don't know how to say it, Yoon maybe. Anyway, here's the last five games, okay? Here's what the offense has done. 45-47. 27 in a loss to a very good UTSA team. I like quite a bit. Two weeks ago, they beat Western Kentucky 40 to 13. And then last week they played FIU 52, 14. This offense is hot, hot, hot. So that has a six point dog in any kind of shootout that looks like this could be. I like that. I think it's probably a three point game. Next game taking Cincinnati as a five point favorite at home against Eastern Carolina. Cincinnati has low-key struggled this year to put teams away. They've had a lot of narrow victories, but I think with Eastern Carolina punching up to come play Cincinnati, uh, Friday night game, I like Cincinnati to cover at home. And uh, I guess that's our little G5 output for the week. Love it. Next up for me, I'm going to go Alabama versus Ole Miss. And uh, this is just going to be the start of today's episode for me with the over. I got six overs today that I am betting here. And the first one's Alabama versus Ole Miss at 64. I think Alabama's coming in pissed that they lost. Lane Kiffin's been talking a little smack on Alabama. The entire state so far this year because we saw the comments that he made before Mississippi State um, played Auburn. And then, you know, these matchups here was like, hey, let's just go ahead and beat the state of Alabama today. And you absolutely love to see it. Lane Kiffin's coming out against Alabama here. I think it's going to be a shootout. I think it's going to be a fun game. I would love to see Ole Miss win this weekend. But, boy, it's going to be tough with a pissed off Alabama. Let's go Jackson Dart. Um, all right. I'm going to continue my over. I already gave one. I'm giving another like four or five. So uh, I'm going to take another over. Missouri, Tennessee is only at 56 and a half, folks. 56 and a half. If this was last week, this number is 64. Like, all of a sudden, Tennessee can't score because they didn't score against Georgia. Like, I'm going to take, what was it? Dan, a couple weeks ago, you said something like, 
any time that Ohio State's like team total is like under like 36, 40. you take it or yeah, 40, absolutely. right? Yeah. This is how I am in any Tennessee game under like 58, under 58 to 60. Like, I just think that they're going to put up tons of points. Tennessee now knows they're on the outside looking in, like we just discussed. They have to blow out these next three games. They have to be winning by 30 or 40 to show like, hey, like we just had a bad day. Like, let us have another shot in the college football playoffs. It starts this weekend. Give me the over on 56 and a half because Tennessee's putting up 45 by themselves minimum. I'm, I'm up again. I just realized that. <laughs> Going in with another over. Third one. Ohio State, Indiana, over 58. Ohio State's putting up 50 this weekend, folks. <laughs> there you go. Such a, they had such a bad week last week that they know that they have to do it. I think deep down they really want that one seed, and they know that like they have to start setting the tone here. Uh, again, I think if Ohio State's putting up 50, I think Indiana can put up 10. So give me the over 58 here on Ohio State-Indiana Big Ten matchup. I love that we're just riding the overs because I'm getting ready to do the same thing here with Nebraska versus Michigan at 48 and a half. Uh, like I said with J.J. McCarthy earlier in the show, kind of leading the way for Michigan here. They're just letting him sling the ball. I think they're kind of scared to let him run because they don't want him to get hurt, especially with Cade McNamara, McNamara excuse me, being out for the rest of the year. I think he just had surgery today. I'm pretty sure I saw him post that on social media. But when you sit and you look at Nebraska, too, it's just there's nothing to be excited about anymore. But I still think that this can be one of those matchups where Nebraska, who is playing at home, wants to show that, hey, you know, we still have something to prove. We still have something to give. Let's give Michigan our all and see if we can get an upset at home here. I doubt it's going to happen, but either way, I'm sticking with that over at 48 and a half. Yeah, I just – I kind of feel let out. Like, I feel like I, I missed a group text where we were like, hey, let's just take every over this weekend. I only got one over the whole the whole slip. I, <laughs> I really feel let out. Well, and, let you down, might, and you might be able to just ride that. So, yeah, yeah. you guys you. got all the good ones, so I'm just going to take my one. Uh, meanwhile, I'll just keep – Taking G5 games, it's fine. We got Louisiana Tech at plus 18 going on the road to UTSA. Love UTSA. I think they're far and away the better team. But this is basically a three-touchdown line, and UTSA is not putting teams away. They get shootouts every week. Meanwhile, Louisiana, last couple of games, they've scored 41, 34, and 24 against a pretty good mid-Tennessee team. So I think this has got shootout in a shootout. Shootouts don't have an 18 point spread so give me la tech to cover on the road and then we're going to get into some big boy football we have america's wisconsin badgers led by future full-time head coach jim leonard i think we all want it uh they are a one point favorite going to iowa this is like the gross game of the weekend that i'm the only one in america that's going to watch because it's an iowa game but uh give me the 7-3 victory over iowa i'll take it all w's count the same so uh, give me bucky on the road <laughs> i just i love the the way you go through these it just it cracks me up your your one liners are the best and the way you lead and out of things but uh Trace, you mentioned this game a little bit ago missouri versus tennessee here um, I'm also taking the over. I kind of wish I would have just moved mine up so we could have talked about them at the same time. But Missouri versus Tennessee, taking the 56 and a half. Tennessee upset with a loss last week. Missouri, they've shown that they can hang with teams at times. I mean, we saw them almost beat Georgia. It got real close, but, you know, that's Missouri for you. They're just going to go ahead and choke it away. Uh, but I think this is going to be another one of these fun games here for Missouri, especially with Tennessee being this piss. That defense is going to come to play. 
they got a lot to prove after kind of that secondary got blown up last week, especially early in the game. Offense is ready to come out firing. I think this is going to be a big, fun matchup here in the SEC, taking the over 56 and a half. Nice. All right. I'm going to take another over. My last college over, and that is App State versus Marshall. It's only at 47. App State can score with the best of them. I think Marshall is honestly not that good of a team. 47 seems super low. I think that App State's going to be able to put up in the 30s by themselves. Marshall, I'm going to call this one. This is a backdoor over. It is going to be like four minutes left. I'm going to be texting you guys like, son of a bitch, I need six points, and Marshall's going to get this bullshit touchdown in the final three or four minutes and it's gonna hit we're we're gonna say it gets to like 49 and that's how they're gonna get it so app state marshall over 47 next game oklahoma state plus one and a half against iowa state iowa state's not a good football team folks i know oklahoma state has also lost multiple games in a row and have looked really bad I don't see Oklahoma State losing three games in a row. This one's at home. I wish it was at the night a night game. It's an afternoon game, which makes me a little worried. But I just don't think Iowa State's very good, and I just don't see Oklahoma State losing three in a row. I know that they've been disappointing recently, but like at the start of like or mid October, man, they were a top ten team, and now they're just unranked because of their bad losses. I think they try to turn it around here and they get a W. Love it. My last college match or my last college bet here, excuse me, uh, is going to be another over of Colorado versus USC. Um, kind of like what we were talking about earlier. USC's got a lot to prove, especially heading towards the end of the season here. If they want to make a run for the college football playoff and a way to do that is just to go ahead and annihilate another Pac-12 team. And you might as well make it the fighting Buffalo in Colorado. I don't know what Colorado has to offer. I'm going to be completely honest. Doesn't fucking matter. USC is going to win. I think they went big. I really hope they do. Fingers crossed that they at least get to the 66. Maybe they do it by themselves. That would be awesome. Probably not going to happen, though. But either way, over at 66. Friday night game, too. Ooh. Under Love the lights. Friday night lights, boys. Uh, tell you what. I'm. This is the over right here, guys. I'm taking the over 52 and a half. Kansas State going to Baylor. A red hot. Baylor offense folks they scored over 35 in their last four games uh and Kansas State has Deuce Vaughn who is like a little human highlight reel I just I love I think he's my favorite running back in this upcoming class like not in terms of he's the best but in terms of he's the most fun to watch Deuce Vaughn's incredible so I'm taking the over there and then this is probably my most nervous game this is the last game I put on the entire slate but I'm going to take Oklahoma as an eight-point favorite going across the country to West Virginia. Uh, West Virginia is a bad football team. Oklahoma is an incredibly inconsistent football team. I'm going to hope for good Dylan Gabriel, and then we'll be fine. So give me Oklahoma to cover eight points. I think you're crazy. I think I'm crazy too, but you know what? It might just work. Mm, Loving it. All right, I have one more. College you're up now. Yeah, I don't have any. I don't yeah, have so any if he doesn't have a bet, bets. we got to jump him, and then we, yeah. we go to you on the sheet. Not yep. sure. Not sure. You know right how that, that works. I know you don't really like the snake draft thing anymore. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Mister auction, or... auction draft. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we can keep going if you want us to. But no, I'm good. I'm good. I'm going to take an under here now, folks. Oregon, Washington. 
rival game. These guys hate each other. It is actually fun to watch. So Washington fans, awesome, by the way. But I'm taking the under 72 and a half, way too high of a number. And I just see this game starting off slow and they're not going to be able to recover and get to 72 and a half. So give me the under 72 and a half in Oregon, Washington. I'm sorry. I actually genuinely don't understand what you're laughing at, Austin. <laughs> just you're like Oregon, Washington rival game <laughs> just is. the way you said it is it is just this is like it. the it's got a so, silly name it's like uh, the big apple big apple cup or something like that something like that but like washington fans like they travel pretty well and obviously we've played them in like some pac-12 championship games and stuff and they're like the only thing they say to us is just like as long as you fucking hate oregon we like you guys and we're like well we do because you guys because <laughs> right they knocked they knocked us out of the college football playoffs in whatever 2019 so yeah we hate them so, all Sorry right. Sorry to be a distraction on. there. That just cracked me up. That's all right. That's all right. Uh, I guess I will continue to go. Uh, taking my only over of the NFL slate, and that is over 48 and a half in the Lions-Bears game. Justin Fields all of a sudden is just running up and down the field. Nobody can stop him. Head coaches are begging them to stop, to stop running. He doesn't listen. He's not listening. He's just not listening. He just wasn't listening. Didn't take the coaching uh, point. <laughs> nope. And I think the Lions can can score. So I think 48 is a pretty low number, or uh, 48 and a half, I should say. Um, so taking the over there. Absolutely love it. Next up is my over for 44, excuse me, 45 and a half points for the Chargers versus the 49ers. I took the over last week for the Chargers and Falcons. Um, and, you know, and that's just on me for even thinking that, the Chargers would be able to move the ball against that fantastic beat up and just questionable Atlanta Falcons defense, uh, especially when Atlanta just loves to run the ball and keep possession uh, of the clock and just, you know, trying to manage the game so they can stay in it. And that's what Marcus Mariota and that Atlanta Falcons offense does so well this year. And I think that's kind of why they find themselves fighting for the NFC South questionable, but it's working for them. But this matchup here, the 49ers versus the Chargers, I think this is going to be one of those games where there's just so much offense dominating that it's going to be quick scores and quick drives and explosive plays, especially with Christian McCaffrey kind of getting into the mix and being more comfortable with the 49ers, who, by the way, picked up another win against the Rams. We haven't even talked about that. What is that, four or five years in a row that they've had a season sweep of their division rival in the Rams? It's just absolutely insane, especially with how good the Rams are throughout the rest of the season. But that's just part of it in the NFC West. Kind of reminds me of the Pac-12, just kind of self-cannibalize themselves, and that's just part of it. But this matchup here, I think it's going to be a fun one. It's going to be an exciting one, too. And I do wonder if this is going to be one of those games of the week where you look back and go, that was a fun game. Yeah, I'm right there with you, Austin, especially taking the over here because, like you said, against Atlanta, Atlanta wants to play three yards in a cloud of dust football, right? The 49ers are going to score, and that's going to force the Chargers to keep up. No matter who they do or don't have as a receiving weapon, the Chargers are going to have to score. Whether it's Austin Eckler getting 30 targets or not, they're going to have to find a way to score. So I like that quite a bit. But speaking of those Atlanta Falcons, I'm going to dip my toe in the Thursday night pool. I'm taking Atlanta as a three-point favorite going to Carolina. This feels a lot like a shitty Big Ten game. If we're being honest, uh, it's supposed to be a weather game. So we're going to have rain and nothing gets me jacked up on a, on a Thursday night, like Marcus Mariota against PJ Walker in the rain. Glorious. I'm kidding. This is going to be a shitty game. Don't watch this folks. Just bet on it. Take Atlanta minus three. Uh, next game sorry, will be sorry, exciting. I, sorry. I got to say one thing here. 
the one thing that I would love that I am betting for this game is PJ Walker under 181 passing yards. I thought I thought it was PJ Walker under two quarters played. <laughs> well, that's why I'm taking the under. <laughs> that's literally why I'm taking the like, under. Like usually when teams like when Vegas knows that a quarterback could be benched, they actually don't give you player prop bets for those players. They are with this one. Give me the under 181. He has a bad start. They're going to bring in Baker and easy one. Right. And uh, I think Terrell's not playing for Atlanta, but still, mm-hmm. like, Carolina just seems like such a mess. And I do wonder how long that leash for PJ Walker is. I mean, I'm rooting for him. I like the story, PJ Walker. I like the guy, but I just, man, it's just bad in Carolina right now. Things that aren't bad is down on South Beach. Miami, the Dolphins, three and a half point favorites against. Cleveland, quarterbacked by Jacoby Brissett. Uh, Jacoby Brissett revenge game, maybe? To a revenge game against Jacoby? I don't know. I'm riding the vibes again. This will be. This is a heat check game. I think we're 2-0 in Miami the last two weeks. So this is the heat check game. Miami's going to get the dub here. Hopefully they do it by three and a half. Go Dolphins. Bingo. Uh, next game for me is going to be the Vikings favor, or excuse me, um, the Bills are favored by three and a half against the Vikings, but I'm going to go ahead and take the Vikings here at the plus three and a half, mainly because Josh Allen, I think, misses this game with that elbow sprain. I think it's his UCL um, that they're worried about and keeping an eye on. I really hope he can get that controlled um, and kind of taken care of and rehabbed and, you know, he's feeling better going throughout the season because the Bills are one of those teams who are riding high, and I would hate for them to kind of face some midseason here, you know, injury bugs, especially to Josh Allen that just kind of becomes one of those naggy injuries through the rest of the year. But with this matchup here, you got Thug Cousins, the quarterback of the Vikings. I mean, come up, just pick another dub, my guy, especially against the Bills. Even if you lose by two, that's okay. I win my bet. But I just want to see the Vikings win because I like – the recognition and love that Kirk Cousins is getting from everyone else around the league and just how well this Vikings team is playing, um, especially on both sides of the ball. This was a year that I think we all talked about. I think we talked about it here too, that, you know, there's really no excuse for Minnesota to not be good this season. They have the things on offense. They have the weapons there, their defense, you know, they've been focusing on it. Looks like they've made the right choice, you know, in free agency and through the draft as well. And then boom, you come and add TJ Hawkinson into the mix. This is going to be a fun game, and I'm taking the Vikings at plus three and a half. Take this one. If you're betting on it, take it as fast as possible because as news comes out about Josh Allen, that number, that is changing very, very rapidly. Um, My next game, I'm going to take an underdog. Steelers plus one and a half versus the Saints. Saints look like garbage. Steelers coming off of a bye, and TJ Watt is back. TJ Watt, when he plays, the Steelers are good. Like that's just plain and simple. Give me the give me the Steelers winning this game off of a bye. I think Mike Tomlin is going to have a good game plan. I think the defense is going to be hyped to get their leader back. Um, this is one of my favorite bets of the week. Is actually Steelers plus one and a half. So have that one. Rams. Austin talked about the Rams a few times earlier. I'm just taking them at minus two against the Cardinals. Like, just straight up taking them to dominate the Cardinals like they always do. Um, Austin's looking at me crazy. I'm not saying you bet on the Rams. I'm just saying you talked about them because of the 49ers game. Um, so, Austin's like, oh, yeah, you're right. I did I did mention that. I did, I did I talk about the Rams. I, I remember uh, that. <laughs> um, just like how the 
Niners kind of dominate the Rams during the regular season, the Rams dominate the Cardinals just all the time, playoffs or regular season. So um, give me the Rams at minus two. Plain and simple. I like it. And, man, I, I really want to watch that hard knocks for the Cardinals because I saw the clip out of Buda Baker just – I don't want to say yelling at the team, but trying to motivate them in the locker room. And I understood his message and I get what he's trying to say, but I just can't help but wonder if that message, you know, kind of hit home to his teammates in that organization because they're all down on a knee. They're all holding hands with one another. And then you're sitting here looking at Buda Baker like, man, you're just like tearing up here in the middle of this locker room, essentially yelling at us. And like, I get what you're trying to do, but I still just, I don't feel like it hit home. And it, it just makes me really look at this Cardinals team too and go, is there like a true spoken leader for this team? Like it's not Cliff Kingsbury. Like I, I really don't think the players look at him and are like, this is our guy. Like we love our coach and maybe they are. And I just don't see it. Maybe I need to watch hard knocks and I will get that. But I also don't think it's Kyler Murray. And I look at the rest of that team and I don't know who it is. And if it is Buda Baker and no one's listening to him, then maybe the Cardinals need to think about moving on from him and kind of blowing this thing up at some point. If it just doesn't work out, because I'm almost out on the Cardinals. And maybe I'm a little too soon on that, but that's just kind of the way I feel. So let me head into this next game, though, because there's one team that I feel about um, that's nothing but good feelings, and I'm excited to see it. And that's the New York football Giants, favored by four and a half versus the Houston Texans. I tried the Eagles last week at 14. I was wrong. They only won by 12. I think the Giants can win by more than that. I think Kenny Galladay is set to return this week. And if that is the case, Daniel Jones has someone to throw the ball to aside from Saquon Barkley, because he is this entire offense. But at some point, the Giants are going to need to branch off of that if they want to find more success for the rest of the year and maybe into the playoffs there in the NFC. So I'm taking the Giants favored by four and a half versus the Houston Texans. Yeah, I like that quite a bit. And uh, to circle back, Austin, I think the leader for Arizona has got to be J.J. Watt, right? I mean, like, yeah. I, but I, it's I just... think you point at J.J. Watt, like you think it's got to be him, but then again, he hasn't been there that long. Exactly. So is it like... You know, can he relate with the younger players? But at the same time, he's freaking J.J. Watt. So, eh. But whatever's going on, I'm with you, though. Uh, that leads into my next bet. I'm taking the Rams minus two, just like Treese. The Rams own Arizona. And I, for the life of me, don't know how Cliff or Steve Kime still have a job. Like, it's just we do this shit every year. It, it Enough is enough. Uh, final NFL bet for me is taking the Vikings team over of 20.5. I was flirting with Vikings three and a half. Uh, I just like this a little bit better. I think both probably do hit, but uh, give me what we call them, Thug Kurt. Yeah, Thug, Kurt. Thug, Thug, Thug Cousins. Kirk, Kirk, not your cousins. Uh, whatever we're calling him. What What a turn. What a turn from him just, being the guy that puts tinfoil on the grill to the guy dance with chains on the plane. What a what a character arc. Love to see it. Putting tinfoil on the grill. You don't do it. Like, you really? Don't. Yeah. Noted. Uh, next yeah. up for me, I'm going to go ahead and take the Giants here. Or excuse me, not the Giants. The Bears. First half total points at 13 and a half versus the Lions. Trace, I know you talked about this game earlier. Um, and I don't know if I can trust the Lions' defense performance that we saw last week against, you know, two-time MVP Aaron Rodgers, uh, especially playing – Justin Fields, who's just been looking phenomenal the last couple of weeks, love to see the development that he's shown, you know, through the air and on the ground with his legs. 
But I do think either way in the first half, the Bears can put up at least two touchdowns. And I hope this is a fun game because, like you said, the Lions can score. And if this turns into a little bit of a shootout for an NFC North matchup and the Bears come out victorious, I'm going to be excited about that. But I'm also going to be happy if the Bears win as long as, long as you know the Bears score 13.5 here in the first half. All right. All right. I guess I got one more. We all have one more at this point. Uh, yeah. Oh, did I you just a... throw this in there? I did. Okay. I did because I had one more and I didn't know which one I was going to take. Oh, uh, all right. I'm going to take we the... could do that. <clears throat> what do you mean? Just throwing in a little sneak. I mean, I had 11 bets oh. and I, did, I didn't know which one I didn't want it, which one I was going to leave out. I left out the over Texas TCU. Damn. Mm. Everybody go bet over at Texas TCU and just became a guaranteed hit. We said we were going to talk about that game at the beginning of the show, and we didn't. So let's go ahead and get into that right now. Here we are. I'm completely staying away from that game because Texas is favored by seven. And there's a part of me that really doesn't understand why they are, especially with TCU being ranked fourth in the nation. But then I really started to think about it, and I was like, this game's at home. Texas plays up or down to their level of competition. That's why they came out and beat Kansas State last week. I don't know what happened against Oklahoma. I do know what happened against Oklahoma State. They just freaking choked, and they started playing not to lose, and then they lost, so love to see that. But I think Texas versus TCU this week can be a fun one. I am just not going to curse this team in this college by betting on it. So that's why I stayed away from it, to be completely honest. I'm taking TCU. Go ahead. I'm taking You're TCU t- money line. Oh, see, no, I will on the flip side. All right, so once again, I guess I'm on Team Austin. Yes, sir. Is, uh, you guys know who used to coach TCU for like forever and a day? Gary Patterson. Where's Gary Patterson currently employed? Uh, University of Texas, defensive coordinator. This weekend has been circled for a long-ass time on the calendar, folks. Mm, 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 mm. It's my happy I'm Sorry, I do that when I'm by myself. I don't know why I just did it now, but. So, uh, hook them, I guess. <laughs> if we, do, do we just want to do a straight money line bet? Me and Austin will take Texas, and I don't mean to speak for you. Nope. And don't, uh, <laughs> don't speak for me. I'm out. I'm not involved. All right. All right. That's fine. That's fine. Just so that's all we're going to talk about the game then? Dan, me and what? you bet? Side bet? Yeah, I'll do a side bet with you. Just straight money line? Yeah. Just like, just win. Yeah. Who wins? All right. You take sure. Texas. I take TCU. All right. Do we want to give ourselves a, a 0.5 on our overall season bets for it? So that way, if it does come down to it, that Ooh. would be the. Uh... No, this is just a side bet. Just 10 bucks. Me, me versus okay. you. All right. Yeah, that's um fine. Speaking of that, before we move, go on to these last bets, everybody's like, guys, just finish this. The love of God. Everybody knows that Dan and I are in a college football fantasy oh, league. Oh, oh no. Our playoffs start this weekend and we play each other. And it's going to be it's going to be electric. You want to know the worst part about this, Justin? And like, that I might not have Jordan Addison. <laughs> yeah, the, I don't want to call that the worst part. Uh, Saturday, I'm actually going to be locked out of games. Why? We are going with another couple to uh, Iowa to uh, Bert Krishner. So that is. what is a comedian? The oh, machine. Krishner. What? Krishner. Krishner. Okay. The machine. He said Kreisner. He's me. hilarious. He's absolutely yeah. hilarious. So Thank we've you. had this on the calendar for like three months. And I was, I was like, so am I, yeah. do you want me to, do you want me to lock it out and like not text you at all? Or do you want me to give you updates every 10 minutes? <laughs> I'll text you. Cause 
I don't know okay. who's listening to this podcast, so I'll, I'll text gotcha. you. <laughs> okay. And also, to be fair, I actually think I'm going to drive up to the Utah game, so I actually might be very intoxicated. Anyway, Do you want so, me to text like, you? You might time? be needing to text me to tell me. Dude, 8 p.m. Dude, I, I tell my friends, it's like, I'm getting too old for the 8 p.m. Utah kickoffs because mm. we still we still get up there at like dude, 7 a.m. That time like, zone, man, it's just you hate to see it. Like the time 12 zone. hour, t- 12 hour tailgates, they kick my ass now. Like back in the day, I used to be able to hang. Like I, I take naps halfway through. Like, I don't know. <laughs> You're like, lying. Like, like well, Dude, we that's the, the t- move. We, we should have do the like, t- we have the TV there. And so like, we just start watching a game and I just, you know, just close my eyes for about 20 minutes. Yeah, for sure. 1000%. <laughs> uh, and you're a, you're a dad too. So you train with people like, Oh my God, are you sleeping? Goes, no, no, I wasn't sleeping. Oh no, all all of us are dads now. Like so, like the four of us that tailgate together, one has three kids and the other two have two, and I have one. So like I'm like the I have the easy job. I only have (laughs) one kid. So, anyways, all right. Okay, we're moving on. Well, I'm back on Austin. No, I haven't done my last (laughs) no, we're still on Jesus. Guys, my last bet. I'm taking the Chiefs at minus nine and a half against the Jacksonville Jaguars. For the record, I'm making two bets in real, like real bets. I'm taking the Chiefs at minus nine in one of them, and I'm taking Jags money line in the other. <laughs> so just a full transparency here. But um, actually, the way the Chiefs run their offense now is exactly what will kill the Jags. Like the this little like hitch and like the player gets to like player option, you know, on out routes or in routes that Kelsey's fantastic at the Juju's now starting to become really good at. Like that is the Jags kryptonite on defense currently. Like that is what they are getting dominated on. Um and then they're gonna start to bite it and then somebody's gonna beat them deep eventually. Uh actually the Watson kid, I fully expect him him to have like a 50 yard catch this game too. So um, I just don't think that the Jags offense is going to be able to keep up with it. I, I like where the Jags are at personally. Like I, just as a fan, I like the way the progression that they're making. I just don't think that they are going to be able to stop this style of offense with Patrick Mahomes. So Chiefs minus nine and a half. Absolutely love it. My next one is going to be this Browns versus Dolphins game over 48 and a half. This off this Dolphins offense is just rolling. Terry Kill still having a phenomenal season. Jalen Waddle playing well. Mike Gusecki can't do freaking shit. I don't know how many years in a row I've said this might be his breakout year. It's just not happening. And now you throw in the addition of Jeff Wilson, who I think Mike Daniels is like, uh, yeah, I'll take him from the 49ers. Thank you. He already knows the offense. Let's go have some fun. Boom, had a good week last week. And when you sit and you look at the Browns, I don't know how many points they're going to score, but I think it's going to be enough to where we sit and we look at this game and go, okay, hey, Dolphins are riding high in the AFC. And the AFC East might be a little bit open right now, especially with the fact that the Dolphins have already won, beat the Bills, and Josh Allen's dealing with that elbow injury that we talked about earlier. I think this is a good game for the Dolphins, you know, to kind of put their foot or, you know, a stamp here on the rest of the season of, like, we're the real deal if they can come out with a big win against Cleveland. Yeah, I will – I won't say anything bad about the Dolphins. I think you're right. I, that should be a great game. Uh, my final bet, and if you guys don't want to count this, I completely understand, but Friday night, 7 o'clock, neutral site game. The Darlington Redbirds are playing the Mondovi Buffaloes, level four high school football playoffs, division five, Wisconsin's finest. Winner goes to the state championship. Roll birds. Just gonna take Bird's money line. 
Is this your alma mater or what? This is my town. This is my town. This is his town. So a little bit ago, I can't remember if it was last weekend or the weekend before, I was texting Dan on a Saturday. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you watching this game? And he's like, no, I'm at a bar, and it's only on YouTube, and everybody's just watching the high school football. Yeah, so, so like, we're we're small-town high school, right? We're a town of 2,400 people. But so our high school it's not a fucking will stream, small town. Will <laughs> That's steam a big city. Yeah, twenty four hundred people. Dude, Austin. Austin grew up in a town of seventeen people, all yeah. brothers, cousins, and they. Yeah, it was. It was a weird. Yeah, time. and now no, I. No, no, no. So we're now I'm, I'm their like, loan officer. My township, <laughs> like the, the township I live in, like Darlington's, like a is the areas together. My area is Fayette, two streets, one bar. Uh, but uh, so you Darlington. Have a bar in your town. We have two streets and a bar. That's Fayette. Dude, we have <laughs> we have seven churches and about seventeen thousand cows to match the seven hundred people in this village of a city. With it, we just got a freaking Dollar General, and you would have thought we just won the lottery as a city. No man, two streets and a bar. That's hey, it. Hey, no Austin, businesses. Two streets and a bar. Have Austin? Have you ever Googled like bars in America map? Have you it's ever very Wisconsin concentrated? Our town's not allowed to have a bar. There's someone that <laughs> wants to open one on main street and they're not allowed to because i guess there's a law in our county our city maybe our state i don't know that you can't have a bar within like a certain amount of feet or distance from a school and our town's so small that you can't do that unless you just put the bar out in the middle of the fucking country outside of the city so it's like there will never be that in our town it's too bad what can i just say something sure so can we all recognize that for two years and probably 200 podcasts, I had to deal with Austin saying middle of nowhere, Utah, and what the hell is going like happening and what's in Utah. And now he tells this story. Surprise. <laughs> you never asked about me because you're selfish. Be- no, because the world doesn't revolve me. around Austin. That's why. <laughs> I, li- I literally flew to Alabama to see you. So, like, let's, love you let's too. calm love down. You too. Let's calm That's down true. a second. Let's calm down. Actually, some of those videos, for some reason, popped up on a, on a memory, even though it's not even, like, it's usually, like, the year mark or two-year yeah. mark. Like, it just, like, it just, like, happened, like, one of those, like, on your iPhone, like, where it's, like, here's 10 photos of memories. And it was, like, <laughs> yeah, photos of me and you in whatever that popular bar is in, in Mobile. Uh, and draft I was, like, picks, yeah. Yeah, draft picks. I was, like, oh, that was a fun time. I was, like, I actually remember waiting in the bar, like, with Matt and Mello and stuff. Like, one, I didn't know them. But, like, you showed up, like, five hours later than everybody else. And, like, when you walked in, every, like, we hugged. And everybody was, like, is this the first time you guys have ever seen each other? I'm, like, like yep yep first time yep. ever in person <laughs> internet awesome. bros what's up <laughs> yeah uh, yep but yeah so uh to Teresa's point our high school streams the games on youtube last week they played at a neutral site so like our youtube channel couldn't stream it so we had to pay to watch the game and it was 12 bucks to get this like subscription to this like high school grouping thing so instead we just had the bar buy it and the whole town went to the bar why are you guys playing at neutral sites because of how far they are apart. Oh, oh. Like it would have been a, like for us to get to the neutral site was a three hour drive. Holy shit. How much, how like, far was it to get to the other school? I'm assuming like six or seven hours. Like if the halfway point was like three. My God. All right. Then. Well, if Wisconsin's big state. Right. 
How and maybe you don't know this answer, but like how far or how long does it take to drive from the top of the state to the bottom of the state? A while. You, you I don't know. Probably, know. I, I have no idea. Oh, okay. Probably like probably. Let's 10, get this show 10, over. 10, 12 hours. We've been here a minute. Let's get it. Oh, like we started early tonight too. Imagine <laughs> if we didn't start early. Jesus. I, right. I'll go first here with the three like parlay. Oh I'm gonna God, take we the over parlays yet. at 56 and a half Missouri versus Tennessee. The first half total points by the Bears at 13 and a half versus the Lions, and then the LSU win of minus three or being favored by three versus Arkansas. I'll hop in. Uh, take in three leg. North Texas plus six at UAB, Cincinnati, five-point favorite against uh, Eastern Carolina, and then the Vikings team over of 20.5. And that leaves me, App State Marshall over 47, Oklahoma State plus one and a half versus Iowa State, and the Los Angeles Rams minus two versus the Cardinals. Let's go into the five-game parlay. Boys, what are your favorite bets? So I, I wanted to make sure that I didn't put any of my bets from uh, the three-game parlay into this as well. So I think I want to roll with the uh, the Vikings plus three-and-a-half versus the Bills. Um, I'm really liking that one. And then my other one, the uh, Giants favored by four-and-a-half versus the, the Texans, excuse me. I really like uh, Atlanta covering three Thursday night. I know that would, you know, potentially kill our parlay early, but I really like that bet on the NFL side. Uh college side. Uh I'm either between LA Tech or uh, Wisconsin. Either one would be fine by me. I understand playing at Iowa is always tricky because you got the children's hospital. Luckily, it's not a night game, but uh you still gotta I will, those are those I'm are big ten things that you gotta know. Okay. All right. So we did take the Vikings at three and a half. We did take Atlanta at minus three. Uh, I know that I already have it in my three game, but we're going to stick to it. Uh, I'm We're taking the Rams at Rams at minus two. We're doing it. Okay. I, love it. I love, yep. I love right. it way too right. much. I love yeah, it way good too vibes. much. Good vibes. All right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Super uh, excited. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm good with the – I'm good with Wisconsin at minus one, honestly. Honestly, I'm pretty good with the Giants minus four and a half against the Texans. Well. I like I, I like the we, Giants quite a bit. That's a if we I like didn't that like that one, I was going to suggest the Alabama versus Old Miss over at sixty four. You know they run the ball and it scares me that that's going to. Oh, down. we put that in three game. I was going to say I think my favorite bet of Austin's full slip is the Bears first half, but he put that in his three game. We can roll with it. Tree started no, rolling that. No, it's fine. You're selfish. I get it. <laughs> Throw it in there. I don't care. What are we doing, boys? Uh, I don't know. Okay. We already have three NFL. Uh, yeah, all right. I'm let's, actually let's good dip with some college. I'm good with doing four and one, uh, but I at least want one college in there. I like Oklahoma State plus one and a half. I think Gundy's a good enough coach where he doesn't lose three straight, and I do think Iowa State is bad this year. I was looking at that one, too, and I also really like your Oregon-Washington under 72.5. That's a lot of points. Yeah. It is a lot of points. And I already have the Oklahoma State one in my three-leg, so, I mean, that would be – Right, yeah, we don't don't want to literally play your three-leg into our five-leg. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. But, yeah, I mean – I'm I'm fine with the Oregon-Washington under. Yeah, do you think – Okay, it seems like Oregon lately has been like a plug and play 35 40. 
They are. So if they get 40, do you think Washington gets 35? No. I don't think so either. Okay. We're taking the under there. Okay. What's... So now we are down to either Alabama versus Ole Miss or we are to Wisconsin minus one at Iowa. Wisconsin minus one at Iowa. Let's do it. Okay. All right. Repeating it. Vikings plus three and a half versus the Bills. Atlanta minus three at Carolina. Rams minus two versus the Cardinals. Under 72 and a half. Oregon at Washington. And then, or sorry, I think it's Washington at Oregon. Sorry. And then Wisconsin minus one at Iowa. There we go. This one's okay. hitting. We're, we're doing it. We're hitting roll it birds. finally. Let's mm. go. There we go. And roll birds, like whatever, like it happens. Like good for you guys. And it's we appreciate you all. People like it. People like it. We appreciate you all. And tonight we've been talking football.